So I had a lot of concerns regarding who to preach first. And but Elijah, since he's the first most predecessor, we're going to begin with Elijah. And of course, his, Elijah's story is also about faith and obedience to the words of God. And if you look into the books of uh, the stories of Elijah, you can realize how obedient he was and how he was able to live with this kind of anointing. And next year, the, the, the slogan or the model for a church is to be brave and to be confident in the Lord. And the reason why we can be brave and confident is because of Him who is brave and who is confident, which is God. And to be brave, to be confident, to be strong means to be a warrior, a spiritual warrior. So we're going to talk about the image of the spiritual warrior. And being a spiritual warrior means you're, you're also going to be wise in the words of God because God blesses you with His wisdom. And God is raising up these people in, in, in these end times. Just like people, uh, people just like Daniel and Elijah. People are going to be brave, uh, wise, confident, and strong. And those people will be excellent in in spiritual warfare and they will be able to teach others because they have, have the Lord's wisdom within them so you have to see look back at yourself and, and see where you are according to the standards And truth be told, you all have been trained in this regard already. You're all trained to be ministers, all trained to be uh, planters of church churches. So there, there's no excuse for us because we have uh, everything is taught within this church. So you have no excuse of not knowing of something. To be wise, to be strong and confident. is already within us because we have the Holy Spirit present within us and the Holy Spirit teaches us how to be like this. And some of you are doing very well, but others are still uh, falling behind in this regard. And living in this age especially, we must not throw away the, the, the lessons of eschatology. And we must not turn shy against, uh, against the inspiration that the Lord gives to, gives to us. We, so everything that we are put into, we must be confident because, because if we know that it comes from God, then we know that we will be able to handle it and manage it. That's the kind of appearance and that's the kind of uh, personality that you must have.
The only reason why we cannot do something is because we start to start to do it within, with, with our own understandings and with our own strength. So whether the Lord gives you a company to be a CEO of or who gives you a little supermarket uh, in this neighborhood, it doesn't matter. Because as long as we rely on the Lord, He's going to help us manage whatever is before us and whatever He gives to us. move on are you ready to be to, to tra be transferred the things of Elijah so first of all we're going to look at verses 1 through 7 of chapter 17 it says Gilead said to Ahab ask the Lord the, ask the Lord the God of Israel lives whom I serve there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word So in, a, in this era of difficulty, and it was a, especially a dark time for Israel, Elijah was a person that the Lord had, had hidden from this darkness. And likewise, who are the remnant that the Lord, are, Lord, is, Lord is looking for in this day and age? It's those, uh, the remnants are those who, who He has kept hidden, who has kept His word and remained in holiness while the world plummets into darkness. And uh, we have remained relatively hidden from the world, even though we might be a little, a little bit famous in our own neighborhood. But that doesn't mean we're completely revealed to the world yet. So anyways, this is very important. In the last days, in the end times, the remnant will be the people that God has kept hidden until He chooses to reveal them in the very end. And so the media of the world and the acknowledgments of the world uh, is something that is, is not uh, of the interest of the remnants of God. People who do not have uh, a desire for achievement, uh, a desire for titles, for fame, nobility, and especially they are not influenced by the spiritual religion. Because when you're under this influence, you start to reveal yourself, you start to boast of yourself and become prideful because that's, all, that's, the, that's the thing that you desire is acknowledgement from the world. <clears throat> Elijah as well, he, he just pops out of nowhere into the history of, of Israel. And the reason for that is because he has been kept hidden by God until he needed to, to use him, use his servant. And so it is important for us not to have this desire to receive acknowledgement from people. And humanism is very important in this regard because you keep looking for the acknowledgement, the praise, and the comfort of people, and that's all you think about, and that's what, that is what drives you, drives your every action. And many of us do not even realize that that is who you are. People who, who hold a high regard for fame, for their, own, uh, for their own face, or for their own titles. 
those people can, cannot have a faith of a martyr. So first of all, to be a remnant means that you need to get rid of these kind of desires and cravings. So this kind of grace, this kind of anointing needs to be transferred to us through the message of today. So as the Lord, the God of Israel lives whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. So what, how should we look at this message? It means uh, that there will be no, no rain or dew that comes from the heavens until it is spoken by Elijah. And in verse 2 it says, the Lord, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. What this means is that After, rather than hearing this, this, this uh, inspiration directly from the Lord, the reason why Elijah spoke of this, of, of this statement is because of the rage he had within himself while looking at how uh, polluted Israel has become over the past few years. And so this righteous rage, rage started to bubble up with, within him, and that's why he proclaimed this word to Israel, and the Lord was pleased with, with what his servant has proclaimed before his people. <clears throat> And in verse 37 of 18, chapter 18, it says, Answer me, Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. So Elijah was a prophet that knew of the Lord's heart. And so, the, uh, and the reason why he understood the Lord's heart was because he had this fellowship with the Lord while being kept hidden by, by God before his time came. So after he has proclaimed this, this statement, and this statement itself required a lot of faith for, for the speaker to have in order to speak such, such bold words before the people. And in verse 3, it says, Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in Kirith Raven, Ravine, east of Jordan. So the reason why the Lord uh, made him hide again was because for three and a half years, he has to be kept hidden once again so that he will be kept alive. So when, in the book of Revelations, up until the fourth trumpet, it all the judgments were, were, were judgments that come from nature. But after, the, starting from the fifth, fifth chapter, that, that judgment is turned towards the people. But even in the midst of those kind of hardships, the people of the Lord, the remnant of God, will be kept protected by Him, and they would be excluded from this judgment. And in that day, God is going to separate, keep his remnants apart from the world and, and, make, and protect them in the land, uh, a land such as Goshen. Because the remnants were people who have the seal of God upon them, a seal that has been given to them by God personally. And so I'm not telling you to be afraid. But the reason we have to be sincere and faithful towards God is because we have been put 
but because God has put his seal upon us already. And in this time as well, God is putting a seal upon his servants that he's going to use, uh, he's going to utilize in the end times. And this is not a small task. Because the rest of the believers, uh, people who are not set apart to be remnants, they will be, they will become, uh, they would leave this earth earlier. But only those who have this pure faith, only those who are willing to obey the Lord to the end will be left behind on this earth and, and uh, manage the Lord's ministries in the end times. And God is putting all his bets, all his cards into his remnants. And that's why he is raising up and choosing his people in this day and age. So a religious church or a church who, is not, who does not have the correct eschatology will not understand this. And this is not a matter of salvation, but a matter of glory. Who is going to be able to handle this, this, this difficulty, these, the persecutions? Who is going to be able to manage through all these hardships? And only those who have a faith of, of, of a remnant will be able to handle this situation. And so they are not little ones because they have great, great faith. And you guys are all very important because you're a member of this church. And we, this church has been called to be the church of remnants. Let's move on. Verse 5. Or verse 4. You will drink from the brook. And I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So ravens are, are uh, uh, defiled. It signifies as a symbol of defilement. But for three and a half years, as uh, Elijah was being trained by the Lord, he didn't complain or groan once to the Lord, and he was fully obedient. And God didn't make him stay in one place for a long time. He had to go back and forth, Israel, go to Jordan. And wherever the Lord led him, Elijah would follow without any complaint, without any groaning, because he was a man of faith. And people of faith are obedient towards the words of God. But those who are self-centered cannot be fully obedient towards the Lord. When you live by faith, it means you live with obedience. You're not complaining. You don't, you don't have no reason to complain to God or groan to Him. Wherever the Lord leads you, you will just follow. And in verse 5, it says, So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to Kerith Raven, east of Jordan, and stayed there. And even though it is, uh, Kerith is only mentioned once in this verse, in, in the Hebrew text it is written twice, meaning that he didn't go there once, but multiple times. But Elijah was obedient to, to God. And nobody would have blamed him if he asked the Lord, why did you have to make it a raven that comes to give me food? Why such uh, uh, an unlawful uh, creature? But that was not the case for Elijah. 
So the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. So, uh, how do you think Elijah felt when he saw these ravens coming to him every day, bringing him food and uh, bread and meat? And if he had complained about the creature, the, the, the creature that brought him the food, then, then it would have been the end of his prophetic career. But he didn't complain. Rather, I think he would have been thankful to the Lord for sending him food in this way. So likewise, so likewise, God is going to feed us and keep us protected in the end times as well, as long as we're under His, His dominion. And just like how Israel was under the full control of the Lord during their time, during the times in the Old Testament, we are also going to be experience that same kind of sovereignty uh, during the end times, as God protects us and feeds us and keeps us in control. Verse 9 says, Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So God sent Elijah to a widow that lives in Zarephath. And God says, I will order this widow to give you her food. Many people will think, oh, since, since God is telling this widow to feed me, I'm sure that widow is well off. I'm sure that widow has a lot of money and is living in abundance because she has too much for herself so that she can give to us. And that's a very normal kind of train of thought that, that could come to one during this kind of situation. But as the, it goes on to say, he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. So as Elijah entered the gates, he would have saw, saw he would have, his eyes would be on the woman in the town gate, around the town gate, because he had to look for that widow that was prepared for him uh, by the Lord. So he would, maybe he would look around and also ask around, are you a widow? Are you a widow? And he saw this widow gathering sticks. And even though he saw a woman gathering sticks, he could not make sure that that was his widow. So he just asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? And maybe because she was wearing uh, shabby clothes, he would have dismissed her, thinking that that was not the right widow. But in verse 11, it says, As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. So how can we interpret this verse? This is revealing the, the sensitivity that, that Elijah had as a man of faith. Because through a man of faith, everything that happens to them, everything that speak, everything that, that comes out of their mouth is not 
uh, done out of coincidence. And in your everyday lives, many times the reason why you, you um, experience the loss is because you have been numb towards, the, numb towards the Lord and numb towards the Holy Spirit. And you have dismissed the Lord's decisions and His will that He has revealed to you. So when you do not live by the Holy Spirit, your spirit becomes numb and insensitive. And in verse 11, I think maybe Elijah was questioning her wealth. He's, he, he, so he uh, questioned her, could you, bring, could you bring me a piece of bread? And in verse 12, As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a hand, full of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. As soon as Elijah heard this, this reply, <laughs> reply, Elijah knew for instance, in, instantaneously that this was his widow and that God did not prepare him a, a rich and wealthy widow. And this is the kind of spiritual sensitivity that Elijah had. And in verse 13, he goes on to say, Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first to make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have from you, what you have, and bring it to me. Then make something for yourself and your son. <clears throat> in verse 9, it said uh, that a widow is going to give food to Elijah. So did God lie to Elijah? This is a decision of faith. In Mark 6, 37, it talks about the feeding of the 5,000. So Jesus had to feed more than 5,000 people. But what did the disciples say? I don't, we don't have enough food to supply these, kind of, supply these people. So what God said is, God did not say that the widow is going to feed you or Elijah. He means that this widow is going to give you, allow, an, uh, allow a situation for you to utilize your faith, and your faith is, going, is what is going to feed you. And if this widow had no faith, Uh, people who do not have this kind of strong faith within the Lord, you will be like this widow. You will be poor. You will be constantly uh, battling poverty because you cannot own anything and you have not received abundance in the Lord. Now let's look at the story in the perspective of the widow. Elijah is a, is a theft, is a burglar coming to steal what, what little food I have left for, for me and my son. So in the perspective of this world of the world, this, this situation does not make any sense. Uh, 
And according to the world, the right pastor would be a pastor that, that not only doesn't require you, uh, doesn't require uh, any food from you, that pastor will be spending all money within his own pockets to give to the people. These are all spiritual reflexes. And this, these spiritual uh, uh, faithful reflexes do not come in an instance. It is something that, that, that you acquire through training and through to repetitive succession of, of responding by faith. So Elijah, in this situation, realized that God is, God is giving him a chance to utilize his faith. And these things do not happen to Elijah only and do not happen to our spiritual predecessors only, but also happens in our daily lives as well. God will give us a chance to utilize our faith so that He will bless us with His abundance when we respond by faith. So all these words, all these quotes written here are quotes of of faith because Elijah's life itself can be summed up by faith and obedience. He did not speak words of unfaithfulness or, or disobedience. So for three and a half years, even though there was a drought, even though it didn't rain from the from the skies, God fed and protected his own people. So whether it be the Israelites, the Jews, or the or 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 the Gentiles, those who have this faith will be protected by the Lord. So the church as well, we need to continue to live by faith and, and uh, uh, experience spiritual maturity as we grow in faith. And he says in verse 14, For this is what the Lord says, the God of Israel says, The, the jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. Verse 17, sometime later, the son of the woman owned the house, became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? So So now the, the, the widow has fallen out of grace because of this dire situation. And because she couldn't understand what is happening to her, she just went into despair, thinking that this happened to her because of her of her shortcomings and of her because of her wickedness. And in verse twenties, Elijah carried his son and said, "Lord, my God, have you brought tragedy even on this widow? I am staying with by because by causing her son to die." Then he stretched himself out on the body three times and cried out to the Lord. So three times he asked the Lord, what's the reason for you to take away her son? 
And this itself was an act of faith as well. And everything he does was a result of his own faith. So you have to, you have to uh, understand why he's acting this way. This all comes from faith. And a lot of power is given to you when you have faith in God. Faith is not an emotional thing. Because faith drives, uh, drives power from God. And so we need to receive this power, receive this faith from, from this message. Let's move on to verse 18, uh, chapter 18. Chapter 17 talked about the faith of Elijah and talked about Elijah's uh, sense of faith and his sensitivity towards the Holy Spirit and his proclamations of faith that brought this son, brought the son of the widow back to life. So when you live by faith, you must also utilize this, the, the authority that God has given to us of proclamation. When you, when you proclaim, whether through words or through tongue prayer, God is going to renew your words and use your words and make it come true. So is the faith transferred? Has the faith been transferred upon you? When you maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit, you, you gain this kind of spiritual sense and you become sensitive towards the Holy Spirit. You realize what you have to do on this land. You realize how, what direction you need to face. What is the next action that you have to take? Let's move on to chapter 18. Now finally, Ahab and Elijah meet. In verse 21, it says, Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. <clears throat> so after the, the, the drought has ended, now is the time for, for the leaders of Israel to, to uh, lead Israel back into the Lord. But Ahab was torn between two options, to follow the Lord or to follow Baal. In the contemporary world, when we, when we uh, relate this to ourselves, it means, are you going to choose the world or are you going to choose church, the church? So that means if, you, if, you, if, if money is your God, if money is your idol, then you have to go into the world and earn money because that is the God that you serve. This is not the right time for you to, to be torn between two, two options. That is not the right, time, right kind of, of, of uh, spirituality that you, you can have in this time. You have to choose, make up your decision to live, by the, to live in, the, in the Lord or live in the world. And if you choose to live in the world, then you're more than welcome to leave the church right now. The youth. If you like the world so much, then follow the world. What's the point in, in, in following the Lord if you have no desire for Him? It doesn't make sense. Were you just about to raise your hand? This is the proclamation of faith that Elijah made in this, in this uh, situation. He told, Ahab, he told Ahab, if you want to follow God, then follow God. But if you want to follow the idol, then follow your idols. 
So these words were spoken to Israel, but it, it is also can be applied. It can also be applied to us. You have to make up your mind. If you, if you enjoy the world, if you continue to think and meditate upon the things of the world and desire for the things of the world, then how can you tell, call yourself a Christian? Because you're not following the Lord. Then just leave the church and, and enjoy yourself. Enjoy what you're, what you're longing, what you desire for. It is worse for you to stay in this church and live out your life and, and, and end up in hell. Not to being able to enjoy your sins while you have time on this, on this earth. Verse 24. It says, Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire. He is God. Then all the people said, what you say is good. So it is very matter of fact for God to answer by fire because fire signifies holiness. And right now in this season, God is also revealing His, His holiness through His people. And the reason why God gave me fire 31 years ago when I was first met with Him it's because of this, because we, we are to become the, the successors of Elijah. And that's why the same fire that he gave to Elijah is going, is, is, has been given to us as well. So you have to receive this fire. That, that powerful fire that came upon Elijah must also come upon us. And you have to receive it by faith. The one who answers by fire, he is God. So this is a statement that, this is a prayer that I lift up very often. And I got it from Elijah, the God who answers by fire. He is God. We need to be a generation that rises with this kind of, with, with this holy fire. And in this season, there will be a clear difference, a clear separation be between those who are holy and those who are not. And after the season is passed, there will be no, there will no, there will be no people who are, who are able to cross this line, go back and forth. Those who stay on the side of holiness will, will maintain their holiness and stay in, on the side of holiness. And those who maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit are not special or unique people. They are the normal. They are the norm. And that is the only appearance that the Lord's the, that a Lord's child must have. That is the only appearance that a child of God must have to maintain holiness. Because holiness, holy holiness is, is a title only given to God, but God has allowed that, that holiness to come upon us as well, to his children. And so those who have received this holiness from God will can't, for sure will let it manifest, manifest within themselves. So it is, it is a complete lie when you say that you are a man of God, but you do not have the things of holiness being revealed through you. Because it cannot be kept, kept hidden by us. 
And so that's why it says that the Holy Spirit is a spirit of, of proof and witness. Because the Holy Spirit proves the existence of God and proves that we have become His child. So do not delay this project. Do not be tricked into thinking that, that reading the Bible, coming to worship is everything of the Holy is, is, um, is It's all that comes from, from Holy Spirit. You must not stop there. You have to go, go beyond that and start to minister, start to proclaim the Word of God and confirm of your, uh, of your holiness before the Lord. If you say, oh, even though I have received the Holy Spirit, that's not the like, kind of lifestyle that He leads me to live, then that is a complete lie that, that you have been deceived into believing. I have never taught you in this way. That was never in my messages. That the Holy Spirit can just stay put within you and, and make you and, and just uh, neglect you. Because when holiness comes up upon us, it is, it is revealed. The reason why it is not revealed within your life or revealed to others is because you are not receiving, you have not received the fullness of the Holy Spirit. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it is revealed. It is surely revealed. There's no reason that you cannot listen to the voice of God. There's no reason you cannot minister. There's no reason you cannot receive anointing when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. There's no reason it is impossible for you to be powerless while you're experiencing the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So now the race has begun. So the uh, people who are worshiping idols start to, to uh, do their rituals to call fire from their, from, from their gods. But in verse 27, it says, At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said, Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he's sleeping, must be awakened. <clears throat> so, Elijah was enjoying himself here. And you need to be able to taunt the world in this way. You need to taunt the demons that are, that are coming to you. Because you. Because you have to believe in who is, who is on your side. The person who is within you is the king of all kings. So how can you remain in powerlessness? How can you be oppressed by these demons when, the, when this great God is present within you? So that's why we, as the child of God, we can have this spiritual confidence before the enemy. So uh, of course we're going to talk about David later on. So that's one more person that I have revealed to you. David is going to be a character. But I'm not going to tell you the order in which I'm going to preach the, and talk about these, these characters of the Bible. When do you think David, it is, going to, David is, go, is going to come out? Wednesday? Proclaim and see if it comes true. So, when we look at the Psalms of David, David says repeatedly that he is calm. He is calm even in, when he is surrounded by his enemies. It's because he was a man that lived by, that, that understood what it means to live with God. And because the, whole, the, the Spirit of God remained in him, he was able to stay calm and not be, not be chased by his situation. And one proof of you living by your own thoughts is that you're, you're, you're anxious, you're, you're jumpy, and you're nervous because of what is, what is coming.
in your relationship with the Lord, if you're constantly worrying, if you're constantly filled with concerns and feeling being chased, if you are, are in the midst of chaos, then that means you are not living in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. People of God uh, are calm and in harmony because they believe in, in their God. When you look throughout the, uh, the story of Moses, you will never see him being anxious or being nervous about the things of, about the, the things that God told him to do. That was never his response to the Lord's inspirations. So Moses, is he going to be? Is he going to be one of my characters? That is not hundred percent yet, because I've spoken about Moses too many times. So Moses, I'm not sure yet. So even though I've said that I'm going to talk about seven main characters throughout this conference, uh, we don't know how God is going to lead my, my sermons. And so I'm going to th keep three or more people in reserve to talk about. And the reward, the, the prize for, for getting everything right is quite big as well. Not just the ticket, but you'll be given accommodations. You, you'll be invited to this glorious conference and receive the glory of God through this conference. So it is a great prize that, that is on, on, on the line here. So finally, is Elijah's, Elijah's turn, starting from verse 30. We can see how Elijah responds by faith here. So our, as we're listening to this message, we have to continue to receive this anointing, receive this faith from Elijah. And we we're going to start off this year with this, with, by receiving this great faith. Because faith is the most important thing that we could, have, we can receive. <clears throat> Verse thirty. Then Elijah said to the, to all the people, "Come here to me." They came to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. So all this story that is written from from verse thirty to verse forty talks about the rebuilding of the Lord's altar. That means the restoration of worship, the restoration of offering and sacrifice. So Elijah, the first faith that Elijah had was that God is going to restore the worship of, of Israel. So we also must make sure that we are lifting up the correct worship to the Lord. Because our whole faith life is based upon the worship that we are offering. Why can't you pray? It's because you're not receiving grace during, during worship. So I've spoken to all the new cell, cell leaders. When you receive grace during worship, then all the weakness, all the scars that are being that, that surface during during worship can be taken care of during that worship. But some of us are not able to completely resolve all the issues that that, that surface during worship, and those issues need to be resolved during your cell group meetings. 
And that was the appearance of this church during the beginning. Every, every worship was filled with people being surfacing and getting resolved, surfacing and getting resolved. But if you cannot resolve the issues that were surfaced during the worship, then you must go and take care of that during Sogra meetings. And in our faith lives, worship is everything. So you need a desire for a holy worship. And through that one worship, you have to lift up uh, your week to the Lord. And pray that the Lord will keep you within His presence during that week, through the grace that you have received during that, wor that worship every Sunday. So the reason why Elijah has rebuilt the altar of the Lord is because that is the first thing that it has to be restored in Israel. It says, uh, Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. So the altar of the Lord cannot be built with, with uh, what's it, um, processed, processed stones. It has to be built with these raw materials, raw rocks. So that means you have to lift, you have to come to worship with the things of God and not with your own artificial things. In verse 31 it says, Elijah took 12 stones, one for each tribe of the descendants of Jacob. So the 12 stones represent the 12 tribes and this signifies, represents the Lord's dominion. And so after, after, uh, in order for worship to be restored, you need to have the Lord's dominion and sovereignty over you be restored. So during your week, starting from Monday to Saturday before worship, you need to live under the Lord's dominion. The reason why you don't receive grace every Sunday is because you, you neglect the Lord, you neglect the things of the Holy Spirit during your whole week, and you try to do something with what you have left on Saturday. And that's why Sunday worship isn't filled with grace for you anymore. And especially the brothers. The reason why you're delayed in your spiritual growth is because of this. Comparatively, the sisters, they, they, they are able to leap before you in spiritual growth. Because, and that, the reason for that is because of this. Because you have to go into the world to, to, to work and, and support your family every Monday. And you have lost focus on the Lord and lost His presence during, throughout the whole week. And that's why you cannot encounter the Lord anymore during worship. You're unable to receive His message and unable to see His glory. Why can't you maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit? It's because you have lost your worship. You cannot hear the word of God anymore. When I look at some people, I'm shocked. I'm shocked because, if, because they know nothing even after staying in this church for 20 years. It means they have, they have their ears closed off then because they have not heard a single thing that has been preached on this podium for the past 20 years. So it is important to receive the Lord's sovereignty so no matter where you are or what you're doing, you need to be under the Lord's uh, uh, dominion. 
And like I always said before, uh, even this church, I'm not pastoring this church. I am, we are all under the dominion of the Lord. Why did Jesus become the head of the church? It is such a, a, a difficult position. The reason why he became the head is because he, want, he is in control of the church. He is going to pour his dominion. He is going to pour his reign upon the church. And that is the right relationship that we must have with the head of the church. Only when you allow, the, allow Jesus, allow God to become your head, can you maintain the, uh, this, this fellowship with God. And last week I said, when you have this relationship with the Lord, you would catch yourself constantly repenting. You remain in the state of repentance constantly. You would would be shocked at how how God uh, reveals your, your wickedness to you. So those who have experienced the fullness of the Holy Spirit will realize what I'm saying. Because they have experienced what it means to be in a constant state of repentance. Because as we live in the world, we cannot help but be but but intake wickedness, in, uh, be, be be deceived by the world during our lives, and so that's why we have to constantly repent. So recently, I I had a meal with the ministers of this church, and Sister Kyungwa. Uh, was dropping food, dropping food as she was eating, and <laughs> uh, she was dropping food, and I secretly judged her, judged her within myself, thinking, oh, she's getting old too, she's losing her bodily functions. But as soon as I judged her in this way, I dropped food on my shirt as, as well. So I took that as a sign for for the Lord reminding me to not uh, to repent of my wickedness. So you must not let go of, the, uh, uh, of your connection with the Lord. Because the, the, the blood of Jesus constantly circulates within you, that's why we're able to repent constantly. And why don't you? Why can't you repent? It is because you have not. You have been lazy in the task of repenting at the moment when you have committed that sin, or when the Holy Spirit inspires you to do so. And so your sin is accumulated, and later on you don't fully trust and believe in the power of the blood of Jesus anymore because you don't think it can wash away your sins in one, in one event. So that's why, then the precious blood cannot work upon you anymore. David, David knew of what it meant to, to be uh, forgiven of his sins. He knew what redemption meant. And that means he knew of the power of the blood of Jesus even before uh, the time of Christ. And it is a, it is a great mystery to me uh, for those of you who say you have the Holy Spirit present within you, but you don't understand what the blood does. That is a great mystery to me. Can somebody explain to me? It basically means you're hardened, that you have become hardened. It means you're encountering the Lord once a week or even once a month. 
through the through the, the work of Jesus, we have the privilege to constant, constantly go and encounter the Lord, meet with Him. But even though everything has been done for you, you have neglected that. And so in verse 32, it says, With the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two seas of seed. So, uh, he dug this trench in order to pour water upon it. And that means that the altar of God, that the worship of the Lord must be filled with this, with this message. So later on, uh, Elijah pours four, four large jars with water and he pours it upon the altar. So this, 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 this doesn't make any sense for a logical person. This signifies uh, the, the, the operation of the Lord's word upon the church. So, why can't you receive the message of God right now? It's because you have not dug these, you, you do not dig these trenches in your spirits. And how do you dig these trenches? You dig it by repenting and emptying yourself. Uh, and like the like the analogy of the uh, sowing of the seed, you have to continue to plow your field so that it becomes a good soil, that it becomes a good field to plant your sins to 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 plant your seeds in. But if you become hardened, if you become like the paved ground, then the, the even though even though the Lord pours His message, pours His blessings upon you, it's going to bounce off or it's going to be burned on the ground. So why can't you embody the Word of God? It's because you do not repent. You have to look at yourself to see why can't you repent? Why are you living by your own thoughts? It's because, because you have received the teachings of Babylon, the standards of Babylon, the things of the world, and it has, it has made you repel against the things of God. So now, especially in this stage of your spirituality, it doesn't make sense for you to not be able to differentiate the things of God and the things of the world. Because if you're still confused, then it means you, you, you cannot encounter the Lord, you cannot meet with Him. If you, if you don't know what, what, uh, where the source of life is coming from, where you're receiving, um, where your source of life is coming from, then then that means you're, in this, you're still in a state of confusion. And nowadays, it is even more, uh, it is easier for us to receive these deceptions, receive, receive these uh, standards from the world because of our cell phones, because we're so, so closely connected to the internet. And you have to realize that that, it, that is killing you, that is killing your spirit. <clears throat> The reason why our kids uh, are able to maintain their wholeness when, when they, before they enter into middle school is because they're separated from the world. They don't have any channels open to the world yet. But why do the youth start to get 
polluted? Why did you, why did the youth start to get uh, start to what's it? start to fall away from the Lord is because they start to open channels to the world starting from middle school to high school and until they're young adults they start to 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 watch the media they start to use start use uh, cell phones and that's how you get your spirit polluted so why do you allow your kids to do that why do you let them uh, be obsessed with the idols of the world? And, and more than that, it's, it, makes your, it, makes, uh, it makes them dumb and insensitive. Anyways, let's move on. There's four large, fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering. And why did Elijah do this? Why did he pour water on the wood? That, that was him taking away any, of, uh, any possibility that was left, left for himself. So, uh, what this means, means is that when you live with, by your own thoughts, you're living according to your own possibilities, thinking that you can do something, that you can still do something. But faith means you completely give up your own possibilities. You, you let go of your own possessions. You let go of your own achievements. So now it's time for us to be met with a new year. So there's only a minute left until the new year. Let's all enjoy this time together. Also, if you have any black blood between you and a church member, then please resolve that issue before this year has passed. Has passed. So go and forgive one another and love one another. Reconcile with them. Forgive one another. And pray, Lord, would you help us to be to be strong, brave, and, and wise in this new year. Lord, we bless one another. We bless our church. Lord, would you unify us as a church in this year? Help us to be brave, uh, wise, and, and strong. Would you transfer this great faith and great power to come upon us? Let the faith of Elijah come upon us. Bless one another. I bless and I bless you. Courage. So we're very thankful. So I, this year will mark the 33-year mark of where, where I have began my uh, walk of faith with the Lord. How long has it been for you? 20 years? 
21 years. So, uh, the ministers of our church has, have been in this church for over 20 years now on average. How long has it been for a missionary shim? 17 years? 18 years? What about you, Kyungha? 15 years. 16? Deaconess Kim, how long has it been for you? 20 years. So where were we? So as Elijah lived by faith, he was able to become sensitive to his faith. And that's why he was able to speak words of faith as well. <clears throat> so the words that are recorded here today was not was not spoken by Elijah because he heard it from, from God directly. But these are words of faith and words of proclamation that came out from, from, from his life of living by faith. So it's a matter of, of uh, it's a matter of portion. How long have you spent your time living in faith? How long have you spent living in the fullness of the Holy Spirit? That is going to determine what kind of words of faith you're able to proclaim. So how long are you going to start? How, you, are you, how long are you going to continue to wallow in your own thoughts? Continue and live with your own standards. That is such a foolish act. When you live by, with the Holy Spirit, you realize that the most important element to your life with the Holy Spirit is to live by faith. And when you live with the Holy Spirit, the thing that He creates within you is His faith. And uh, when you live by the Holy Spirit, He will lead you to empty yourselves even without you knowing, he will start to help you to empty yourselves to, for you to receive more faith from the Lord. So let's move on. So, uh, like we said before, Elijah has eliminated any of his any possibility for himself to to light this altar. So that means that when you live by the Holy Spirit, He will start to show you uh, the parts of your lives that you have been living with, your, living by your own strength. Then that will become uh, uncomfortable for you. And some of you are still live a very comfortable life uh, as you live by your own experiences, by your own thoughts. But when you live by faith and when you live by the Holy Spirit. You start to put down and and and, and uh, deter away from living by your thoughts, living by your experiences, because that lifestyle becomes very difficult for you. 
So later on, I'm going to talk about David. David for sure is going to come up as one of the characters next week. But when we look at the other uh, pre previous pre predecessors, we can tell that they didn't... They didn't train themselves to, to live this kind of life. Rather, they just lived with the Holy Spirit and, and the Holy Spirit has led them to, to, to do these acts of, acts of faith. So David did not commit a sin, sin until he did the census uh, in his own kingdom. And that was a, a very natural thing for a king to, to do a census upon his, his, his people in his kingdom. But that went against the will of the Lord. And that's why it was regarded as a sin in the eyes of God. And the reason why God, uh, uh, and the reason why God made David pay for the sin is because that that action, that decree, uh, came from his own experiences and came from what he thought a king should do, and that's why it's a sin. That's why uh, he went against the Holy Spirit at that time, and he had to pay the price for that. And God gave him three choices: Are you going to be? Uh, And David's uh, God gave him three choices of how he's going to have to have to pay for his mistakes. And David chose to be punished by God directly and not through the hands of others. So we must be like Elijah. We have to eliminate our own possibilities when we when it comes to living by faith. So the act of him pouring water upon the, the wood to make it covered in water may, means that it is impossible for him to light this altar by himself with, through, through any other possibility. And this is the, the way of life that the Holy Spirit allows upon us when we, when we start to live by him. It comes to us naturally. start to live by the Holy Spirit, there will come a time where you, you would think that you can do something by your, for your own self, that when you start to rely on your own possibilities. And the Holy Spirit will put a stop to that by reminding you that you are not to rely on your own possibilities. And so that's when you have to uh, make a decision to act out in faith and believe in the Lord because His scale and our scale are completely different. They're in a different, di uh, different, different dimension. And so the Lord will not work to, according to our own scale. He works according to His own scale. So we need to rely on Him in order for us to work in that scale as well. 
So it's like this. Uh, the church tells you to evangelize, and uh, their 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 goal is to gather a million people by the end of the year. Is is that what God tells us to do? Is that something that can be done in the scale of God? And right now, it's I'm having difficulty explaining this directly, but I really wish I can speak more, more, more directly. Well, the reason why Elijah said, pour, pour these jars of water upon the wood and do it again and do it again three times is because he wanted to eliminate every sliver of possibility that was remaining in the air. <clears throat> so, is there a good example of this? I've shared too many examples already. So, my wife said, uh, they went to Bethlehem, and it's too cold over there. And others might say, um, just move your, 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 uh, the place that you're staying at so it's that's to a region that is warmer. But as soon as I heard that, I said, we need to pray and use our authority over nature to control the, envir the, 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 the environment over, over there. And is that something that I can do by myself? Is that a power that I have? No. This is, this is me relying on the scale of the Lord. And the story of Daniel tomorrow that will be shared tomorrow is also uh, the same as the, the, the same is the same things that we have shared today. For Daniel as well, he's a man of faith, and so it becomes very natural for him to, to, to work, to, to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And so him going into the lion's den was probably easier for him than to run away or to not pray with his windows opened. It, it, he, him as a man of faith, it has become easier for him to be obedient to the Lord, obedient to the Holy Spirit, and it brings comfort to him rather than being difficult. It is easier for them to let go and eliminate their own possibilities. And if they try to do something for themselves, it becomes very difficult for them and uncomfortable. So uh, the story of Daniel will be shared tomorrow. And that's why he willingly went into the lion's den, because that was easier, that was more natural for him. When you live by faith, you understand what this means. So this is not a very high-level high level thing, but, but I think many of us still do not understand what it means to live this kind of lifestyle. That's why it's so difficult to understand. And this is why people who live by the flesh and people who live by the Spirit cannot communicate with one another. And the many, many times the reason why I don't talk to you, maybe because of that reason, is is because people who have been living by their flesh, when they come to me trying to ask for advice, I don't really, I don't really respond to them that that uh, respond to them because no matter what I say, they're gonna end up following their own intentions, following their own uh, fleshly desires, and so usually I just dismiss their requests. 
But there, there are amongst us people who have been li- who are able to live by faith, who know what it means for Daniel to to enter into the lions then willingly. But anyways, let's move on. The, all the proclamations of Elijah were not directed by the Lord, but came out of his time that he has spent living in faith with God. So when I say living with the Lord is not a complicated lifestyle, is this exactly? It means when you live in faith, simply put, it means you're, you're following the guidance of the Holy Spirit then when you live by faith. The Holy Spirit will, will lead you to, 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 to live this kind, this kind of lifestyle and allow these pro- proclamations to come out as well. Uh, verse 3 says, At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. So Israel was a, was a people chosen by the Lord, received a calling from God. And the reason why they cannot help but return to God is because they are chosen people by God. They cannot go against their calling. Likewise, the calling given to this church is, is the same. If you, if you do not receive a calling for this church, then, then, the, then it will be very difficult for you to stay in this church whilst living a very religious life. And when we, when we get, uh, receive spiritual pressure, what is the, the first thing that comes into our mind is to leave this church. I'm sure even today you have, you have thought about, <coughs> pondered about leaving this church when you're in a bad state. This is a matter of calling. The reason why Israel can be restored through great prophets like Elijah is because they have this calling. And so that's why calling can be uh, so powerful. It is the foundation of our spirituality. In my case, what, what is it that I, I have that, that I am here as a leader of the remnant church who is about to enter into end times? Is it because of a skill set that I have? Is it because I'm a great leader? No, it's because of calling. And, why, uh, and what is the reason why you're sitting here listening to this message of, of repentance? It is because of your calling to this church as well. And so let it be known today that you are God in Israel. So Elijah is proclaiming that God, that our Lord is the one true God over any idol that, that the Israelites were serving at that, at that moment. 
and it means Israel will return into the embrace of, embrace of God because God's glory, God's holiness will be manifested through those who have received His calling. No other god in existence, no other idol uh, can re- reveal their glory t- through you, can reveal their glory through their children. But our uh, Elijah knew that God is able to um, reveal his glory through Elijah and through the Israelites because of his experiences with God. And it moves on to say that I am your servant and I've done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you are Lord God and that you're turning their hearts back again. So, this is the importance of calling. And you, that's why it is so important for you to confirm of your calling to this church as you continue to attend it. And it is important for you to become a servant of God that does not live by his own achievements, does not uh, live by his own own thoughts and experiences. And because the Lord has become their father and and they have become the Lord's child, they, they, in the end, their hearts would return to the Lord again. This is the relationship that God had with Israel. In, in Luke 11, it talks about how it talks about the spirit of Elijah. The heart of Elijah is something that we must all receive. And in, in Revelations, it talks about the two witnesses, which is Moses and Elijah. And it talks about the power and authority that the two witnesses will have. The two witnesses will be able to. To, to speak, we will be able to curse somebody to death. But Elijah was a prophet that, had, that understood the heart of the Father. And when you, when you are able to understand and receive the heart of the Father, you become like Him. And you start to mimic the characteristics of God, the personality of God. And so the power of Elijah is not important, but it's important to have Elijah's heart, the attitude that he had for God. Many people long for the power of Elijah, but you need to long for his heart, long for the faith that he had for God, because he understood the heart of the Father. His heart was unified with God. His thoughts were then unified with God also. And Hosea was one of those prophets that knew of the heart of our Father as well. And that's why it is recorded in his his book that God will not move before telling uh, uh, his, his servants, his prophets, about his plan. 
But if you're on the opposite side of the Lord, if you if you're laughing when the Lord cries, and when you're crying when the Lord is is laughing, then that means you're you're set you're you're separated from God. And the reason why Elijah has to appear in the end times is because he is here to to uh, represent the Lord's heart to us. And the reason why I'm preaching of Elijah today is because of that reason as well, because he knew of the Father's heart. So to a, uh, a, a person, it is impossible for a person to understand the Father's heart when they don't live by the Holy Spirit, when they don't live by faith. But vice versa, when you choose to believe, when you choose to live by faith and live with the fullness of the Holy Spirit, it means you understand the heart of the Father. And that means you will be set apart from the world. And why is that? It's because everything of the world is disliked by the Father. And it goes against Him. And that's why we need to receive His heart. And when you have the Father's heart, you're able to receive His wisdom. And when you have His wisdom, you also get self-control. You, you get His knowledge. And what is wisdom? Wisdom is the Word of God. It is the Holy Spirit. It is Jesus. So all the understanding and knowledge and self-control that comes from that will also be given to you as well. And he, the Holy Spirit will allow you to live a life of, of, of knowledge, a life of understanding, and a life of self-control. And many times, the reason why we lose energy, the reason why we face failures is because we do not act with wisdom. And we start to uh, act with our own understandings. So, whenever something happens, whenever something is given to us, we need to first pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, what is your will? It is important to receive His will before, before anything. Then, there's, there will be no reason for you to pour any unnecessary energy into something. But, when you do not have His wisdom, then you start, then, uh, you're 100% living by your own thoughts, no matter what kind of your per- what, what kind of personality you may have. You live by your own. Uh, you start to live by your own thoughts, your own standards, and those people cannot pray because even when they start to sit down to pray, they will pray uh, with their thoughts. They will pray with the th- their own prayer topics that they came up with. And those people, even after receiving salvation, they will have an issue with salvation because it is, it is not complete. And if that is you and you're hardened in this way, it means that you need to uh, meet, the, meet a, an event of the, the Damascus event once again. That is going to break this, this hardness and, and uh, rescue you from the spirit of religion. And after that event, you need to live how to maintain that fullness of the Holy Spirit that you have experienced in that event. And there's no other way for you. The 
Bible is filled with people who have all experienced this event of Damascus, the encounter they had with God, an encounter that they had with Jesus, and and how they were able to maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit afterwards. It are the stories that are written in the Bible. And the reason why all these people were able to live this kind of life, and well, the reason why they were able to live with this kind of lifestyle very naturally is because they all received the kingdom of God. Why does the Bible say for, for sure that you need to, to live with the faith of a martyr, that you, you need to be able to die for the gospel? Why is that? Why does it emphasize this kind of extreme faith? Martyrdom, if you're concerned whether or not you'll be able to uh, uh, stay, tr- stay sincere before the Lord on, on the spot when, you're, when, when there's a knife at your throat, then that means I'm going to have to break it to you saying that you, don't, you do not have this faith then. Like I said before, the Bible is not filled with with people of special abilities, people that were specifically uh, chosen by God to live this kind of lifestyle. No, this lifestyle is is possible for all those who have received the Holy Spirit, who has encountered the Lord. And if you have encountered the Lord correctly, then you need to live this kind of... Then this lifestyle should come to you naturally. Naturally, they should be normal. <laughs> and when you start to live by the Holy Spirit, then you, your body itself will start to respond to the the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. So even if you don't want to, the Lord will lead you to prayer. Even if you don't want to, the Lord will lead you to continue to do ministry. That is the case with me. Even if I say with my mouth that I don't want to continue to pray, the Lord still leads my body to prayer. So, uh, when we look into Psalms, when we're talking about David, this, this... this will be spoken of again. And the enemies of David were not, were not enemies of David because they went against David, but because they went against God. In Psalms 141, Should we just finish up David today and not have him appear next week? Shocking verse in 
in verse 5, it says, Let righteousness, righteous strike me, it is kindness. Let him reprove me, it is like oil on my head. So that means when a righteous person comes to slap you, comes to take things away from you, that is still regarded as righteousness, and that person is still a, a, a rightful man. Because, because him striking me does not make him an, my enemy. that falls from the heavens has to come into our spirits and, and completely incinerate any impurities within. So let's finish up. Verse 41. So in the end, it is the conclusion is the faith of Elijah. The, the spiritual sense that he was able to acquire through uh, the, uh, through, the, uh, through the time that he spent living in faith is what is, be, what is being revealed in this story. So it's important to speak well before the Lord because through your words, the, through, the, through your words, God can completely turn the world upside down. So, so proclaim upon your lips, Lord, would you, would you bless me? In Proverbs, it says, you will receive blessings according to what you speak, according to your lips. And so, you need to train your lips to speak words of blessings. And it will be done according to your proclamations. <clears throat> and we need to be able to speak these uh, great words of faith. Verse 41. So fire came from the heavens and turned everything upside down. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. So is the rain here yet? So when we go back to 17 verse 1, it talks, it says that there will, no, neither, uh, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next year except at my word. <clears throat> And this is the promise of God given to Israel and given to Elijah. Did God not respond to the statement? But anyways, the rain has not come yet, but Elijah has proclaimed and he believes for sure that this rain is going to come because of his proclamation. So right now, fire came from the heaven and, and lit this altar. So all the people has turned to the side of Elijah and, and acknowledged the God of Israel once again. So Ahab once again started to trust Elijah. And the reason why uh, Ahab is able... Uh, Elijah tells Ahab to go in, go in, eat and drink and enjoy himself is because there is something that they cannot, they cannot do during this, this, uh, during these difficult years where there was no water. 
And words of faith, when they are proclaimed by, by, by the Lord's servants, cannot fall to the ground. They are all fulfilled. So that's why we have to be careful what we, what, what we speak of. Because our words hold power when, we, when it is proclaimed by faith. So we have to say, oh, get rich. Words of faith, right? Words of faith will not fall to the ground. So do not speak from your thoughts. Do not speak from your unbelief. Only speak words of faith. We must all speak words of faith. not come yet. Verse 42, so Ahab went off to drink, uh, eat and drink, but Elijah came, climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. So the, the stance of Elijah is very different than verse 41 and verse 42. Verse 41, he was proclaiming very boldly, but 40. But, but verse 42, it seems like he's begging the Lord for him to, to, to uh, fulfill his proclamation. But Elijah bent down to pray to the Lord with a humble heart, not because he did not believe that, that God is going to, 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 um, to, to bring this rain, but because he... But because he had faith that God is going to bring this rain, he, he, had to be hum- he had to humble himself before the Lord and pray for this rain to come and wait until the Lord responds to his prayers. So you need to have this bold faith where you can proclaim with, with boldness, but also pray and wait until the Lord responds to your prayers. So think about it. Right now, what just happened? Fire came down from the heavens to burn this wet, wet altar. And all the people returned to the Lord through this event. And it's not like Mount, uh, climbing this mount to the top of Mount Carmel is, is an easy task. Think about the scene at the moment, people chanting the name of Elijah, chanting the name of the Lord because of uh, the, the miracle that just happened through the words of Elijah. Do you think it would be, do you think it was easy for Elijah to just, for Elijah to, to, uh, to separate himself from these praises? It's a very, it is very difficult for a man to stop listening to his own praise in these kind of situations. After, rece- after being met with such a great victory, he would, 
the fact that Elijah was able to uh, eliminate himself from that from that scene and and bring himself into an isolated place to to pray to the Lord means that he he has this deep relationship with the Lord and I don't think this is humility I think he just completely shut off that part of himself like how we like David when David killed Goliath, what did he say? The first motive that he had was The first motive he had was that his brothers and all the rest of the Israelite army uh, just let the, the enemy, let the Philistines mock the name of the Lord. But David knew the fear of the Lord starting from a, little, from a young age. And so he could not stand having the name of the Lord be mocked, be taunted by, these, by his enemies. And that's why he would give his life to defend the nobility, the name of God. The reason why he was able to do that is because his whole life, throughout his whole life, his, his focus was on the Lord. He didn't focus on anything else but the Lord. And that's why he had this relationship with the Lord. But it is, it is the same for Elijah. Because he was always facing the Lord, because his doors were always open to the Lord. He didn't need to actively try to, to restrain himself from receiving all this praise and glory from the people. He just naturally turned himself away from that situation and, and faced the Lord once again. So through these nine sessions, we are all going to talk, they're all going to talk about faith, the faith of these spiritual predecessors. And these spiritual predecessors were not special, and they were not put in a special situation. But because of the life of faith that they have lived before the Lord, no matter what they were faced with, they were able to respond in these kind of special ways. And and that is all because of faith. Verse 440. 43. Go and look toward the sea, he told the servant. And he went up and looked. So, even though for three and a half years, no rain fell from, from the sky upon the land of Israel, the reason why Elijah sent his servant to look at the sky is because he fully believed that God is going to start to send uh, clouds to, to send this heavy rain. In verse 44, the seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as that man's hand is rising from the sea. So, um, if Elijah did not have faith, then he would have stopped asking the servant to go after once or twice because he couldn't, because he couldn't see the Lord, Lord uh, responding to his prayers. But the fact that he sent the servant seven times to check on the sky means that he fully believed that God was, was, was working uh, his miracle. So, like, 
like I said before, when you choose to live by faith, when you're when you're sensitive to the the things of the Holy Spirit, then it it, it does not it does not require energy for you to restrain yourself from from going the other path. <clears throat> but that path is just completely shut off. It does not become a, a an option for you anymore. So that's why you're able to endure with patience to wait until the Lord responds to your prayers. Are we gonna, uh, and another person, man of faith, is Elisha. Elisha, when he, uh, when, when General Naaman came to him with his disease, he was able to send Naaman to to uh, bathe himself in the pool for several uh, several times, over and over again. And he didn't, he didn't doubt once that the Lord was not going to cure this man. And why was it the Jordan River? We don't know why. And why was it seven times? We don't know. Maybe, maybe seven, because seven was just a lucky number. Maybe it was a number that the prophets liked, but I don't know. But the important thing is that Elisha and Elijah, they were all obedient to the Lord. And when you live, when, when you live by faith, this is the kind of person you can become, the kind of characteristics you, you gain from a life of faith. Verse 44, the seventh time the servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So a, a cloud as small as a man's hand does not bring heavy rain. There's no possibility of this little cloud bringing heavy rain. But Elijah believed that this was the response that God has given to him. Faith is, is choosing that 1% of possibility when there's a 99% of failure. Those who are courageous and wise, they're similar because they're able to receive the Lord's vision. They can see hope in the Lord's vision. And those who can see the Lord's vision clearly are those who are going to be remaining in the end times. Because they can see how the Lord is, is working on, on this land. They can see how He is still uh, the sovereign God. And so the remnants of God, they are able to see how all of creation is being controlled by the Lord. And so likewise, when the Holy Spirit is present within you, you need to be able to see this as well, how God is touching, how God is working in this world. But people, uh, people without faith, they will just follow along the trends of the world, even though it may lead to destruction, even though there's a cliff right before them, they, they will not be able to see that and just follow everybody off the cliff. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. So why does Elijah tell Ahab to, to hitch up his chariot and go before the rain stops you? 
is because the rain that is about to come is so strong and so heavy that it's going to hinder the function of a chariot to, to work properly. And all these proclamations of Elijah are being heard by the Lord because it is, pro it is proclamations of faith. And so none of it is going to fall on the ground. So this is how we need to live. Yesterday, Sister Chong came to me saying, saying that she has a headache and that even medication was not working. I just said fire. I, put, I just sent fire and, and suddenly her head cleared up and there were no pain in there anymore. And it was her, her reason for a headache was simple. She, she was not a person of prayer, but she is in, in a position where she needs to pray because she, just has, she has been appointed as a cell group, new cell group leader. And since a person that will, is not used to praying starts to pray, all these spiritual attacks and pressures is, is, is coming upon her. That's why she had a headache. But a single fire, uh, the fire of God is able to clear her head instantaneously. But anyways, let's move on. Verse 45, Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose. It was, this is like uh, God planned it with, with Elijah beforehand. A heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. So what would have happened if uh, Elijah didn't warn Ahab beforehand? He would have been stuck in that place. And since his proclamations were being responded by the Lord, Think about how much power uh, Elijah was feeling at that moment. So whenever you respond by faith, when you, when you act out actions of faith, your faith starts to, to grow. And in, in verse 46, the power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his clothes into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. So, uh, what do you call this? So Ahab would have had a great head start before Elijah because he was traveling on a chariot, but Elijah was able to overtake him because he was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, because he was fully obedient and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And in this day and age, we are also going to see these miracles, or we're going to see these supernatural things happening around us. I said before that uh, humans do not usually use uh, the full capacity of their brains. Einstein was a smart person and, only, and he was only able to utilize 5% of the full brain capacity. But when, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we're, we are going to be able to transcend the, the, the capabilities of, of our physical bodies. And so think about the things that are going to happen. Think about the miracles that you're able to, you are going to see with your very eyes. 
Elijah right now because there's so much rain falling on the ground. The, the ground was probably covered with water. And that means he could run on top of water as well. With faith, everything is possible. With faith, you can do anything. And that is true. Nothing is impossible when it comes to faith. Because faith is the lifestyle of God. Right now, God is ruling over you with faith as well. So, naturally, that, that power is going to be shown to us. It's going to be revealed to us, to those who believe in faith. So now, let's pray. The transfer of faith, the transfer of fire shall happen in this sermon. So, how are we going to do this? Is everybody going to come on the stage? So, first of all, let's have all the apostles and, and prophets come up. To help our community to escape uh, this self-centeredness in this year of 2023, would, would you help all of us to enter into the Sabbath rest of faith when we choose to live by faith like Elijah did? We know that your faith, the result of this faith, will be result uh, will be revealed through our lives as well, especially. Would you open up the doors of heaven through the words of, uh, through the proclamations of faith that would be spoken by the people of our church? Lord, today I've spoken and proclaimed and shared the story of, of the faith of Elijah in, in the worship of today. Would you let the people completely receive this faith and experience a transfer of faith and power into our lives? And let this fire not bounce off us, but seep into our spirits and completely burn away all impurities, all wickedness remaining within us. Lord, would you upgrade our faith in this time? Let, let faith appear and let faith grow within us. We want to receive your blessings. We want to receive your gifts. The one who answers by fire, he is God. Would you pour your great faith upon us? Today, the story of Elijah is not easy for us to receive. It's because you don't understand what it means to live by faith. But do not, do not be concerned. Just receive this, this transfer. All the words and actions of Elijah were, were a result of his faith. It just came to him naturally. And this is something that I, that I emphasize when I talk about the training of your spiritual gifts. It's not you planning beforehand your actions, but when you live by the Holy Spirit, He just leads you to naturally throw out these, these proclamations or, or just do these actions spon uh, spontaneously. So in this year of 2023, 
You have to stop trying to live by your, your own standards and by your own thoughts. You have to realize that there's, there's no good ending to that kind of lifestyle. It has to become difficult for you to rebel against the Holy Spirit. Something has to click, something has to, 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 to put a stop to your, your disobedience. You have to stop being influenced by humanism and by the spirit of religion. It has, it has to become natural for you to go into the lines then. And Daniel, Daniel followed along and went into the lion's den because it was easier for him to do that. It was easier for him to go into the lion's den rather than, rather than trying to cover himself or protect himself. And this is a result of living by faith. So you need to, be, you need to receive a transfer of this faith into, into yourselves in this, during this prayer. Throughout this conference, you need to receive this faith. You need to become strong. You need to become courageous and become wise through the faith that you're going to be trans that is going to be transferred to you in this time. Do not say I, I'm this kind of person. I don't have that kind of boldness. That is that is that is lies. If you don't have that characteristic, then receive it. Receive it so that you can live by faith starting now. Lord, would you transfer the faith of Elijah into us? Let us rise with this faith.